Welcome to the new episode of the Humanitarian Engineering Podcast. My name is Alberto and I'm the host of this episode and I'm sitting here with my co-host Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello. And our guest, Amy Sarge, Associate Provost for Academics Affairs and Jeff Coker, Dean of College and Arts and Science from Shenandoah University in Virginia. Welcome, Amy and Jeff. Thank you. Good morning. Today we will discuss about multidisciplinary and transdisciplinary approach in academia and the possible connection between College of Arts and Science and Humanitarian Engineering program. Um, Amy, Jeff, can you tell something uh, about yourself? Sure, I'll start. So I am the Associate Provost um, for Academic Affairs at Shenandoah, and the way I like to describe my job is um, I oversee a lot of the programming that crosses the different undergraduate and graduate schools. So programs or um, departments that don't have a home um, tend to live with me. So we have our undergraduate general education program and our Center for Teaching and Learning, the Brzezinski Institute for Global Virtual Learning, international programs, things like that. Yeah. Okay, well, that sounds very interesting uh, to us. And uh, Jeff? Yeah, I'm Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences. Uh, Shenandoah University is divided up into six schools, and one of those is Arts and Sciences, and we're really a comprehensive part of the university. We include the natural sciences, social sciences, humanities, uh, technology programs, uh, some new engineering programs that maybe will come up in the conversation today, and also education uh, is in my school. And so uh, uh, we're really sort of broad-based and interdisciplinary in my school. And I'm, I'm trained in as an historian uh, and uh, am on the faculty there and, and teach history and, and Amy's uh, uh, background in communications, right? Right, my background in communications and gender studies, so I tend to teach in both those areas. Okay, terrific. Thank you very much. Um, let's move to the, let's say, second part of the episode. Please, Peter. Well, thank you, Alberto. And again, thanks, uh, Jeff and Amy, for finding time to uh, participate in our podcast. So from uh, the discussions we've already had, uh, we got the impression with Alberto that you have different uh, undergraduate uh, graduate and doctoral programs at Shenandoah. And I think what we found also intriguing is that you try to have a connection, so a multidisciplinary and a transdisciplinary approach to education. Could uh, you tell something about it? So perhaps, uh, Jeff? Sure, I'll start. Uh, you know, Shenandoah in some ways is a traditional university with uh, departments, majors, and minors, but we really do put a lot of emphasis on finding uh, opportunities to bring different disciplines together we do that at the course level uh, and, and at the programmatic level as well. So as I think about different ideas and uh, 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 ways to describe this, one, for example, is that we've very much moved into creating multidisciplinary uh, majors, including a development of one in sustainability. So we have expertise in business and entrepreneurship, expertise in environmental studies, expertise in public health, expertise in animal welfare, and bringing all of these together uh, and others really to create uh, unique pathways that bring different departments around the campus together is very much uh, part of our DNA. And we think it works well because you know, we can maybe talk more about this, that the world is interdisciplinary. And so we want our programs to reflect uh, the, the, the needs of the real world. Okay. Thanks. And uh, maybe, Amy, to come to one of the projects that uh, you are working on as Shenandoah on Zero Hunger, which is, I think, uh, everyone knows, an important uh, uh, SDG. 
So uh, could you say something about it? Because uh, it's one of the interesting topics uh, which is also close to us as University of Twente within our humanitarian engineering group. And you're wondering, okay, what is it all about and um, why is it uh, very important for from a humanitarian engineering perspective? Yeah, so we, um, and actually that is the way that we became introduced to to you two wonderful people. Um, we have um, at Shenandoah University the uh, Barzinji Institute for Global Virtual Learning. And part of the mission of that um, institute is to bring different universities across the world together to focus on one of the UN's sustainability goals. So we were focusing on, we started with focusing on zero hunger. And the idea was is that this is such a huge problem that you need so many different approaches in order to um, start tackling. And so at Shenandoah, we started a relationship with Yarmouk University in, in Jordan. And basically, um, we have a team of staff, faculty, and students who are working on um, one particular project that was, is within the zero hunger um, issue. And uh, we have one of our faculty members in the College of Arts and Sciences, um, Dr. Scott McClure, who's leading that project. And he is a public health professor. And essentially, we have um, a bunch of um, food pantries throughout Winchester. And they're stocked in order to serve populations that, um, that uh, have food insecurity. But the, the ways that the pantries are stocked are basically um, whatever leftover food there is available. Um, so Scott, one part of Scott's um, project is to find out exactly um, the needs of those folks who are coming to the pantries so then we could then satisfy what they need as opposed to what we could get. So it's just the beginning of the project, and he's been doing this um, throughout the Shenandoah Valley. So he's working with... Um, staff and students in order to do this. And so um, at the same time, we are in relationship with Yarmouk University, who are, is tackling zero hunger um, in a way that makes sense for their community. Um, and so when our um, university went to visit Jordan to kind of discuss how we're tackling it and how they are tackling it is when they met with you. Um, and you um, are working with them on a, on a project that meets that same goal. So um, it's, uh, it's so important to be able to have these different perspectives and these different uni universities from all parts of the world in order to be looking at, at this one challenge, at this one, um, one huge problem. Sure, absolutely, because I think it connects uh, in many ways to sort of the broader spirit of everything we're discussing here that um, uh, many years ago we established a relationship with a, uh, a primary and secondary school in rural Uganda uh, that was set up as a, an orphanage school. And uh, what we've done in, on several occasions is sort of used it as a learning hub for students from very different disciplines. So uh, on some of our, our trips there, we've brought students from education, from health professions, even from history and English, uh, as students who have done oral history projects uh, with uh, individuals in the community. And giving these students an opportunity to apply what they're learning in the classroom uh, in a real world uh, setting. And I think it's, uh, we look at it as sort of a gateway to introduce students to ways in which they really can actualize their learning uh, uh, and connect it to global need. And so, yeah, I think that project, uh, the Zero Hunger Project, th these, 
these sorts of uh, applied learning opportunities are very much, I think, in the spirit of what we do at Shenandoah and, of course, very much at the center of what you're doing in your humanitarian engineering program. Uh, I would just jump in in on uh, this topic because I was wondering if you uh, maybe uh, tell us a bit more if in the future Shenandoah University have plan also for other SDGs that are um, presented by UN because now we're talking about zero hunger but maybe Shenandoah has also vision on on other SDGs. Sure, yeah, I'll jump in there. We actually um, just came back from visiting with a university um, in Sarajevo, University of Sarajevo, and met with um, some uh, women in their um, women's center there um, talking about gender-based violence. So that is a prime, um, it's primed for collaboration and that probably will be the next step. They have a project um, that starts in November and it's 120 days of um, awareness campaigns. So as a kind of a low-hanging fruit, easy-ish type of collaboration would be for Shenandoah to also do some projects in that 120 days and then share those different campaigns. Um, so um, in my head, that is the next um, uh, point of entry for us um, with another university as well. So um, there are so many. So, um, th and that's just what comes to mind because of, you know, our recent travels there. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Hemi. Uh, I think that the, the SDGs that you just mentioned and the project with the University of Sarajevo is um, very, very important for, for humanitarian engineering as well. We have prepared four fast questions that we would like you to answer with uh, one short sentence. Okay, let's start with uh, Jeff. Why do you think that humanitarian engineering is relevant? Wow, in a short sentence. I would say that one of the things I think I'm most excited about humanitarian engineering as, as a concept is that it moves us beyond, I think, traditional uh, focus uh, uh, that is based on providing aid uh, and really moving to truly sustainable design-oriented projects so that local uh, communities can locate ways to address their particular needs and challenges. And I think that that is a, uh, a step beyond in terms of what we've been doing both in the world of, say, global aid and also in engineering. So, Thank you very much, Jeff. Now, Hemi, what is the most urgent topic to be addressed by humanitarian engineering, according to you? Are you making me choose one? <laughs> Let's start with one, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, how about climate change? I think that is becoming more and more urgent. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it's really interesting that you mentioned that because also at the University of Twente we are uh, starting a um, large project on climate change and uh, we all know that climate change is also affecting uh, humanitarian uh, engineering projects in general, humanitarian engineering challenges. Indeed. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Jeff, how can a humanitarian engineering make the most impact? Wow, there's so many different ways to answer that. I would say that uh, the way I see that a, a humanitarian engineer can make the most impact would be mindful of thinking uh, through strategies uh, to empower local communities to be able to create sustainable, resilient, and ongoing uh, 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 solutions to, to their local problems so that it, to some degree I see humanitarian engineers as enablers 
for people around the world to really take ownership and address their problems within their own contexts. And I think that's very powerful. Okay, thank you very much. I think we all agree on uh, on this specific topic. Uh, now we move to the last fast questions. Uh, pick one aspect that makes humanitarian engineering different from other engineering disciplines. So we said that also Shenandoah, you're starting uh, engineering programs at the moment. What do you think might be the big difference between humanitarian engineering and uh, one of and the? And I'll start there, starting? and Amy can jump in as well. It's so, so relevant for us right now because we are in a unique situation at Shenandoah that we're just starting new engineering programs and. As we've been thinking through how we want to frame our programs, it's very important to us that we create them in ways that do connect to real-world need. And as we were developing and planning them, and we encountered you and what you're developing here, we see humanitarian engineering is, is as exactly that, that moving engineering from uh, uh, something that uh, sort of examines issues and problems from a design standpoint sort of in a vacuum to really having an sort of an iterative and ongoing relationship between the engineer and the community uh, in a way that that can evolve over time. And I think that's one of the things that I see, at least, that makes humanitarian engineering different from the other engineering areas that I've seen. Um, yeah, and I think it also um, importantly brings in other disciplines, so social sciences as well. So it's not... Um, it's 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 not as much in a vacuum. It's bringing in these other, especially if you're tackling these big problems that are these social issues, um, to be able to bring in these other disciplines to um, to have some influence and input. Thank you very much. I think we uh, are done with uh, our first questions, but Peter and I we still have one, uh, let's say, small. Yeah, uh, additional question. Additional question for you that we would like to discuss. Yeah. So uh, so looking at the programs uh, that you have at Chenandoa. And uh, based on the discussion we've had on uh, humanitarian engineering and also this social technical uh, uh, requirement that's needed, how do you think, in your own opinion, um, college students could find uh, an interesting path to humanitarian engineering? What I love about it is that you wouldn't necessarily know at first you wanted to be an engineer, let's say, but you would act maybe find entry to that area from studying the social sciences or studying a, a huge social issue and recognizing the importance of engineering to solve that problem as opposed to um, like our son is an engineering major and he entered into that computer engineering, he entered into that major because he likes computers and engineering. Um, so you may get people who, um, who want to enter into this field um, not by accident, but in, in in this indirect way, and recognizing the importance of engineering and solving these these issues. Yeah, and that's very interesting because I I went in the complete opposite direction with that question. I was thinking that uh, students who uh, begin in uh, sort of traditional engineering pathways uh, because they they have been so siloed, and the opportunity for students, say, if they're in civil or electrical or mechanical engineering to begin to understand that the problems that exist in the world transcend any one particular area of engineering. It really requires cross-disciplinary collaboration, not only across engineering uh, disciplines, but as Amy's implying, other disciplines as well, that I see this as a way for students who uh, are interested in engineering and have a, 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 a talent with it to be able to see how they can uh, make a difference in the world through uh, their interest in engineering. So I, I suppose to some 
in some to some degree it, it's a it's a way to attract students in, in both ways which is really exciting uh, and indeed uh, I couldn't agree more what do you think Alberto no, I'm uh, I also uh, do agree with that also because for uh, for us at least for in this part of the world the college and liberal arts is something that is less popular we have one college actually uh, at our University of Twente Atlas College so we are also really curious to see if students uh, that come from colleges could uh, appreciate humanitarian engineering program indeed thank you very much <laughs> Now we are going to the end of uh, our episode. Thank you very much, Emmy and Jeff, for sharing your insight with uh, with our audience. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. That was a lot absolutely. of fun. Thank you very much. We are uh, thrilled to be here. And again, uh, very excited about everything that you're developing here. And um, I can tell you that at Shenandoah, there already is a great deal of interest and enthusiasm about what's happening here at Twenta. So congratulations and, and best wishes as you continue to develop this. Thank you very much, uh, Jeff and Emmy, again, and I'm sure that we'll uh, keep going collaborating together. This episode brought us a step closer to a responsible society. Uh, see you next time. Thank you very much, Peter. Okay, bye. The Humanitarian Engineering Podcast. 